I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my feed podcast. We're back. We're back after a long hiatus. We're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> no R.I.P. We're not dead. We're not dead at all. Stewie, Chris Stewart, say hello. Hi, hello. Andre Conoparo, say hello. 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 Shout out to Andre Conoparo's mom who listens to this podcast. Hi. She was wondering where we went. I know, yo. Sorry. Talk about moms a lot on this. Can we podcast. do one on location up there. We can definitely That'd do be one very in Monterey. Tight. Been a we while. have the choice of Monterey or the North Shore of Kauai in Lee do- Valley. I don't know if recording in Hawaii is in our podcast budget <laughs> for this. I mean, we're in the third quarter. Shout out to Yeti Coolers in case you want a sponsor. <laughs> Send us out to the North Shore of Hawaii. Yeah, because we could sell the Yeti cooler they give us and probably pay for a ticket to Hawaii off the cooler. I forgot about, <laughs> sorry, about Yeti coolers. Because they expensive. Uh, Yeti updates, still no censorship. <laughs> still no radio silence from the Yeti Corp. I did recently get a new thermos, but it wasn't a Yeti. But it actually, it, shh, 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 it kept my eyes pretty good. Uh, killing it. And I threw it right in the trash. Because yeah, <laughs> it ain't a Yeti. Sorry, gotcha. <laughs> what did you buy a thermos for? I didn't. It was a gift from uh, a friend for our birthday that has just passed. What a friend. Mm-hmm. It's a good gift. Thermos a couple. Is like a solid gift. It was great. I think it's it's a straight little Tokyo pickup. Um, <laughs> in a good way. It's like super clean, very like... Most like thermoses. It's like a very like... Uh, it's a straight up classic. Bought it in the little Tokyo region of the city yeah. I live in because... Well, if I could just extrapolate it. Is, no. it, a, is it a miso superlated? Is, is there that, a Hello you know Kitty that, on the thermos? You know that company? Yo. You know that company that makes the rice cookers that it starts with a Z and has a little elephant on it? You're yo, that yo, Rishi. Or it, Zo, Zo, Rishi. Zo Rishi? Yeah, see? Good yeah. job with that one. Yep. Uh-huh. So that's why I didn't say Fuzzy or logic guess. I just on the rice used cookers. the Z and the elephant. Cause that's the, right. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those. So you just push the little button and it pops open and it's really clean because I don't have to like fiddle with the Those top. are really nice because they're also I know. double insulated and made basically for green tea. They can keep green Your tea Your thermos right got a button on it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Very Two, clean. Keep, Obama. I keep it clean. 2015. Comes apart real easy for more cleaning. I can say the word clean yet again. Yep. But it, so you know, you think about thermoses and it's kind of like the Yeti. I drink a lot of iced coffee versus hot coffee. Keeps my ice real cold all day. Doesn't get That's watered down. That's the beauty. Shout ice out, didn't get shout out back to Yeti. Yeah. The double insulated thermos will keep things hot as well as keep things cold. When you're thinking yes. about thermoses. All day. Speaking of cold stuff, I, I just have like a bunch of I have a bunch of notes that I wrote down just of stuff to talk about that we've missed out on. Oh. I, I've been gone out of town. This podcast and my other podcast, Tall Tales, has been neglected. Because I've had to do things that pay me money instead of things that don't pay me money. But you know, we're still we're juggling. I was I was gone. But you've been soulfully empty without them. Yeah, I've, right. I've felt been really bad. morally bankrupt. Let me get this ability. off my chest. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm, we're trying to make it work and squeeze in all the stews we can. We're gonna have to start doing. Um, Two at a time. Oh, dear. Oh, two a days in the business. Mm-hmm. We got to do two stew a days. Stew a days. I'm picturing like a Drake, like ballers, like Drake over that shit, or Drake <laughs> and Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Two a days. 
Yeah, sounds just like it. <laughs> yeah. That's going to yeah. be our new theme Rap song. Rap music is good. We're going to steal it from Ballers. The Stew is the Ballers of food podcasting. A lot of people say. I don't know if that's really something it's I want to associate with. Here. So speaking of, speaking of cold stuff, <laughs> I, was in, I was in Joshua Tree a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Nothing is cold there. On a little... Uh, little Cup- Couples getaway, little couples weekend getaway. I was I was on tour and traveling and stuff, so I did that, and I stumbled upon a nice cold treat. Mm-hmm. Usually every summer I do the frozen grape. Yep. Oh, it's good stuff. Where uh, the frozen grape, when you freeze it, it turns into a. It doesn't freeze solid. It turns into like a slushy like consistency that's very enjoyable. So. We uh, we were hanging. We had some leftover rosé champagne. Boom. Not not regular rosé, but rosé champagne, which Good is stuff. which is important for this recipe. But you you get an ice cube tray with your leftover rosé champagne from the night before that you didn't drink, mm-hmm. and you fill up your ice cube trays with that a little, and then you drop a grape inside each ice cube tray hole, freeze mm. them. And then when they're when they come out, the rosé champagne does not freeze solid either. It turns into a oh, granita-like alcohol substance. So you you just dump that straight into a bowl. So you already have this kind of like slushy granita-y, slightly alcoholy and alcoholy. And then there's the frozen grape treats inside. So it looks really cool. Mm. But then you go the Korean shaved ice route. And you drizzle because, like the rose champagne, it's it's obviously sweet for champagne, but for a dessert treat, when you're eating it as opposed to drinking it, it's it's pretty bitter and dry, and yeah. not and it's not it's it's if you're not an alcoholic like myself, <laughs> and you're my girlfriend, it can be a tough a tough cube to swallow. Right. She was like, "It's for my girlfriend." <laughs> Thank you for making this for me. But I was like, this is good. I, I like alcohol tastings. But <laughs> you, uh, you chiffon on a little mint leaf, sprinkle that sure. all over the top of it, Fire away. and then you drizzle the whole thing with honey boom, to sweeten it up. And then the, the Korean shave ice route, when you put condensed milk, honey or condensed milk, things like, like thick, viscous, caramel-like textures on top of the ice, it then hardens and then it turns into like this new texture where inside of your mouth the honey freezes and it turns into like this weird like plasticky strange mouthfeel that's very fun plasticky kind like of firm. yeah like like a like a firm. like well, a candle wax that's true. kind okay. of vibe I'll, right. make, yep. I'll make a cocktail or two and I'll use honey instead of maple or simple or whatnot and if you don't stir Maple it Maple or simple. I like that. For your <laughs> what? For your bartender blog. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's a, oh, we're talking syrup. That's not making Jesus fun. That's a, that's a good look. No, no. Maple I mean, syrup or simple syrup are basing. That's not that's I not know a those dig. are regular names for syrups, but it just. But maple or simple is a great name yeah, but for it, a cocktail huh. blog. It sounded like you are in like the syrup industry, right. and you're like, we got your maples. We got your simples. We got. We're not talking about molasses. Just maples <laughs> and simples. <laughs> Man, sorry. Go ahead. I don't remember. So we're in the we're in the summer months, and we're not using our maples or simples. You want to do a honey? Well, sure. A honey in a cocktail. If you don't incorporate it at the right time, or if the if your order of operations is off, it'll get sticky and tacky. 
and you're, right. which can be kind of cool because then you're kind of you're getting this interesting strings of honey inside your cocktail. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're using a warm liquid, honey yeah. has a very hard time of melting. But I kind or, of enjoy just, it. Right, right. But that's why you're saying like honey maple has a syrup, very hard time melting. Maple syrup and simple syrup will dissolve instantly basically into a cold cocktail yeah. for the most part. And simple syrup much more than Much faster, maple. yeah. Or agave. But honey, even. you probably will not be able to get, if you put it into like a, if you shake it into a drink, it will not actually. Nothing. It will not dissolve. It'll stay sure. there in some. I feel some, like people should recognize. Yeah. No. yeah, like a penicillin. You have honey in there. Like a penicillin. I don't think so, Stewie. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Well, shit. I think I feel like people. Need no, no, to- no, but just saying, like, but that's. I think that's what you're saying is that honey takes on a different texture when you're putting it into a cool drink into yeah. a cocktail. Hmm. Well, if you, really if you, hard to mix. You can start with the honey and your and your spirit first, and get that sorted, and and, and get the that them to. I can't think of the word just to to marry for lack of a better Emulsify? word. Emulsify? Uh, no. Nope. Um, dissolve. Yeah, exactly. To dissolve into mix. one another. To to mix. Yeah, basically. But if you add Cocktail ice, speak. if you add ice and then you Industry add time. honey, it's gonna it won't work right. <laughs> So you want to do the honey first? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> we're not fucking... digging you, Stewie. We're just we're just having a pod. It's a goofy podcast. We're getting our sea legs back. Jesus it's been three weeks Christ. off, boys. Come on, give us a little time. And we don't even have a guest. I want to take it. We're not so... getting it up on you. Uh, fine. You just should talk. only right in the middle. We're at a long table. I'm in the middle, and Jason, Andre, you feel cornered, don't you? So it's just like, oh my God, Lenny's here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to arm wrestle next? Jesus. I'm on, uh, I'm in the lefty category. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your leftover family meal that you brought us. Oh, from sure. Good girl, which was one of the best things I've had in weeks. Or, oh, nice. Stewie you know, works out of any means. Short of Jeff's fried chicken at your birthday barbecue, and your which pulled we pork talk, as well. Pulled pork is okay. That's we're going to talk good. about the problems I have with the pulled pork. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. That's good. But, so the stew exclusive. We're going to yeah, hear all about Andre's coming up on the problems. stew. I also have more to talk about when it comes to to, to liquor and fruits. And all right, good. Okay. So, yeah, Make we'll a play note. background. Let's talk about how amazing uh, the the family meal extras you brought tonight and how simple they were. Uh, yeah, and, and it's something that I would order on a menu. It's funny, uh, right? But How I've never seen it way. on one, and it's just fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's just you pulled it out of the backpack, and I thought you had black beans and rice. I was it like, looked mm, like it. I can't wait to eat those, but <laughs> it was way better than that. Yeah, it's, you know, I I snuck a little chicken pho, and it was really filling, and I was feeling good. So I knew that <laughs> that that. What are you talking about? I ate it at work. I ate some chicken pho at work. So, did you eat it or did you sneak it? What's the difference, man? If you're busy, then you <laughs> snuck it. I mean, it went in my body. What are we doing? No, it, but it sounded, what was I going to sneak it, it to? It sounded like you were talking about it's drugs. God, connect the dots you're on like, poetic. Jesus Christ. a little Christ. chicken pho. I was feeling good. Like you, like you had a friend throw a pack of firecrackers outside so everybody looked the other way. Uh, but I like that you were Steal feeling it. good afterwards. Like like you took a little... So I was feeling good. I took a little nip good. off the flask in the uh, <laughs> on the floor and I was feeling pretty good. Hey, don't, don't throw me under the bus there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so two mollies, you're feeling good, and you walk us through this family meal. Well, now I'm fucking sweating thanks to the molly <laughs> reference, by the way. Uh, yeah, so I had pho. I ate, I was full, and there's all this delicious... <laughs> there's this delicious... I fam- had pho, I ate it, and it was good. I hate you guys. Yeah, damn it, damn, let's move on. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, so the, I could tell the family meal was right, because when she makes fried rice, it's always really good. Like, super spartan. You guys had it. Um, mm-hmm. It's based. So we we started making beef uh, like three four months ago, and she's it's really hitting her stride. It's really clean and focused. And uh, in the beginning, it was it was, it was, it was 
a little heavy and it was really heavy on the on the seasoning. It's got cardamom. It really when you walk back there, it smells like Christmas when she's making it. It's really you know how intense. hard it was not to make a focused joke when you were describing your pho. Carry on. Focus. Oh, focused. Um, yeah, it's really focused. Focused. Fifty two. Focused. Open on Hillhurst now. So cardamom and probably star anise. Yeah. Yeah. So a little cinnamon. It's a, a touch. Uh, so basically, that's that's the flavor, flavor profile of the broth itself, mm-hmm. and then the off, you know, like the 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 beef that you you cook the broth with. You break it down. You can throw it into a little stir fry for fan meal. Or we'll put it in the porridge, which is really, really good, actually. So the the consistency yeah. of this beef after it's cooked down in the pho broth is very much like a like a it's, chipotle carnitas kind of yeah. texture. No, or, or I would say even more, even more reduced because you're boiling all the collagen, all the exactly. tissue. So it's like really stringy. Like if you yeah, actually exactly. it up, it's That's not why I, it's not something you want to serve like just like on a scoop. It ain't sexy. It's really dry, but it's really flavorful. That's why it's better in, in the porridge because it's just yep. sort of dissipated throughout this really the oily, feel funky the porridge. Rich. It's different. It, yeah, it, so it, it compensates it goes for how dry the meat is it's when very it's done. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, which is why it goes really well. In the, well, it was sweet only because I'm about to say. So in the stir fry, I think it might have just been some shallots and the and the and the beef and rice. But I added before I left the restaurant, I just threw some hoisin, hoisin. and some sriracha in, and yeah. I mixed it up and I shook the hell out of it. And when I served it, Andre, man, Andre lost it. Oh, I, I, I yeah. thought it was black it was beans and rice for a good. second because it had this dark look, but you could see the rice. And I took a spoonful. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like yeah. it was one of those things where. You taste something and you're like, oh, I'd pay for this at a restaurant. It yeah. tastes so good. It's but it was really simple and really clean, but insanely flavorful. You were saying it, it would have been good, like a, almost like a Kogi burrito. Yeah, that really would be an good. ultimate yeah. Asian burrito filling. Completely. Or like uh, ca- uh, there's a spot out here. Um, what's the 101 Noodle Express, right? Yeah, like 101 Noodle Express. Beef roll, if you had it a little sweet. Oh, yeah, very similar to up. the beef yeah. and that the beef That kind roll. of flavor yeah. profile. Do you which, know what cuts of beef are used in that? That is actually brisket. brisket. Yeah, it's brisket. Because when so we do so actually okay here we go so the beef uh, we use that and then we we do the broth and then we'll actually take brisket and sous vide it with all sorts of spices that I won't tell you because I don't recall but I also won't never tell you anyway and and then we freeze it and then we freeze it she pulls it out so it thaws just some and then she'll get those nice thin yep. slices yep. and that's what we finish on top yep. almost like pork on ramen. Totally. It's very, very good. I personally, bizarrely, don't like the brisket on top. I love the broth so much the way it is. I would hate to cloud any of that. I just like almost just literally noodles, broth, and lime, like nothing else. And it's but really, really but good. But also in the, in the rice that you brought, the, the ratio was almost like yeah. half and half to rice to beef, which you would mm, never get if somebody mm-hmm. was giving you a burrito. They would never have half as yeah. much. Uh, so, protein because yeah. it's expensive and it's hard to make. That's true. But it, like the ratio was so good and it was so flavorful that like there wasn't so much rice that you couldn't taste the beef. It's also really soft. Yeah. Which helps a lot because yeah. if you had it on a plancha, <clears throat> it'd be crispy and they have like those bits that got too burnt, like the burnt edges and things like that. Yep. So this is just all oh, cooked down, tender, tender, tender. No. So then maybe a hack at your restaurant would be order the beef uh, Brisket slices on the side, bowl sure. of rice, 
Bring your own two forks. Bring your own Tough knife. Stuff. I don't know. Bring yeah. your own knife and Are you going to green light this? So no, because the fat bur- cooks down, like he says, it renders off, and then the biscuit that's the, the brisket that's on top of the pho has boatloads of fat. It doesn't. It wouldn't be the same. Uh, no, it's, it's the, yeah, the yeah, meat that was in the rice. It's was a texture. Super is completely dry, different. And super flavorful. Yeah. We're, we're, it's a work in progress, guys. We're still feeling it mm. out. But no. hoisin. Just, have we talked about this? The, the main ingredient is sweet potato. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's like ketchup is tomato, hoisin is to sweet potato. I didn't know that. That's at why all. it's so deep and rich yeah. and and has that. Does that wild mean you can make your own hoisin at home? Well, that sounds like a pain sounds, in the ass. I feel like the process Not to the make summer. a sweet potato into hoisin involves voodoo or magic or <laughs> like osmosis. Or a deal with the devil. Mold. Yeah, how does that even happen? Mold and neglect. <laughs> tomato into ketchup. I get it. I don't know. I mean, you can thin potato. Like, if you really thin mashed potatoes out into something, you can get it into something. No, uh, you're, uh, you're right. You're right. Poison involves, looks like black toothpaste. It involves a chinois <laughs> of, of sweet potato where yeah. you're filtering things to really fine mesh and you're getting extra. I mean, I don't even know. I can't imagine... Yeah. The main ingredient in hoisin being sweet potato and looking at that jar of Plus, dark we're gonna, purple. I'm going to put this on my notes. Don't make I'm hoisin from scratch yeah. ever again. Leave it to the pros. Next tattoo. One of those things like don't start roasting don't coffee in your backyard. Well, you, don't, you don't need to say ever again because no one's ever tried to do that. No, I've, That's true, actually. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna make the world's worst hoisin sauce yeah. at home by oh, myself. Here's a. I'm gonna invite all my friends over for <laughs> yeah. Sunday brunch. And oh, I was gonna say. Hoisin oh yeah, you, you go and then I'll go because I have a one that's like time sensitive. I was gonna say that, but that recipe you talked about to go way back. But I really want to say, I want to make that recipe that you talked about being in Joshua Tree for a brunch. Like to have that be like either mm. like the middle course to a brunch mm-hmm. when it comes out the the rose champagne granita in a yeah. bowl. Yeah. Like that such a great either starter or middle dish into something in and the amuse rouge. I think that should be like <laughs> your bottomless mimosas. Just have that coming out on the table like like uh like Barnett's. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I have a little more granita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's like it's such a cool, interesting dish that um I would like to eat. It, it, it would, it's very brunch worthy. Yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely like it's a hundred degrees it's outside. Definitely not like all your friends come back after the club. You've got Del Taco at three a.m. <laughs> at the house. You're like, hold on, guys. But if you break out that Del Scorcho, then whip up some uh, real quick granita with some of this uh, rosé. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it, I mean, it's like making like caviar on toast. It's like you get bread and you get a caviar and you put it on there and it's good. But it costs like seventy nine dollars. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to make. Like a five year old could make it. All you have to do is buy a bottle of nice rosé champagne, which is like not cheap. Uh, but it's not not cheap. You get like well, a you don't want to buy, you don't want to buy the cheap one either. Yeah, you don't. Want, I mean, you want to get something decent to eat, which yeah. can run you. But nowadays, wine yeah. is damn cheap, man. It really is. It's crazy really? how cheap wine is. Well, cheap is obviously going to always be subjective, but yes, for it, it, it's 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 good right now. Yeah, is, I, I think probably maybe there's never been a better time for decent cheap wine. But I feel like most people that like wine won't yeah. be drinking 
the cheap wine we're talking about, which is not bad like, wine. How that's cheap, true, how but cheap I mean, is cheap, like cheap is relative. Like when, like, fifteen bucks. Like there's like a six dollar bottle yeah. of Andre, but then there's also oh, like dude, that's just, Andre isn't even that much. Money. The beer of champagne. But yeah. then, <laughs> but then there's like a, house, three bucks. Like you can go to like a hipstery wine shop and get some highly recommended weird wine from Germany you've never heard of with like a super awesome label that you love. Well, of meaner. Yeah, and the guy's like, yeah, it's a great little like crisp, refreshing summertime drinker. You'll love it. It's a little kind of It's a, a liter sour. bottle with a beer top. And you're like, oh, great. Like, how much is it? And he's like, it's fourteen ninety nine. And you're like, okay, that's amazing. Yeah. And I no, feel like true. that that's didn't. I, that, I feel like that didn't happen five years ago. Yeah. Do you know those beer tops, by the way, on wine? Like, that's just... Uh, par for the course in parts of, of Europe for that specific bottle type. German whites recently that seem to all be beer topped. That's how they do it there. And I think that's that was more like a regional joke about German whites. It's funny, huh? I don't get it, Andre. But, no, I'm saying, oh, but no, <laughs> no, but it's become a thing that people are. It's, not, to, it's not a funny joke. <laughs> but you called it a joke. It's, it's niche. It's what people are riffing on <laughs> in in the states. They're trying to do that style of the yeah. bottle top. But it's super convenient because I mean, if you have a do they uh, make German reds? I've never seen one. Jeremy, what's they definitely roads or reds? They, sure they only make white. I think so. Yeah, they're called champagne, Jason. Yeah. Look into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but if you have a bottle of wine and on the fly you just have your, a lighter and not uh, you know a, a a wine key on you, like you, yeah, just you the true wine open. connoisseur. Yeah. Just like yeah. that big lighter is always in the pocket. Oh, it's great. It'll pop open, real nice. It's and because I got a bottle of of German and it had the beer cap on there. And the one saving grace for that, it's kind of the middle between the screw top and the cork. The screw, the, the cork, you know, it's a cork, whatever, kind of, it's a bummer. But, and the screw top is great. But then if you're careful when you're opening the, the beer top, you can put it back on pretty well. Mm. And it'll fit in the fridge. Whereas a beer with the cork jimmied on top with an inch hanging off of it doesn't fit into a standard Kenmore. That's why you put it in the thermos that your friend got you from, from Little Tokyo. Little tokes. Oh. You or it, you put it in Mommy's wine thermos. Get that yeah. Yeti going. Yeah. Get Y'all Yeti. 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 Shout out to Yeti. Yeti. Put that on the advert. Twitter timeline. Stu podcast. Oh. Speaking of Germans. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's only because we talked about Utah about grapes. There's a really tiny <laughs> window on, in, in our area. And actually, specifically, I've only ever seen it in the South Pasadena Farmers Market. There's these... Uh, this woman comes through, and she wasn't even there last last oh, is this year. The Japanese, these uh, Kyoho grapes. Oh yeah, they're like a the a, analogous to a, a Concord. They're beautiful. They look like big plump blueberries because that's like that depth, that hue of a blue is beautiful. And they're kind of dusty, like a nice fresh blueberry, like that kind of yeah. They quality. they look like. They look like fake grapes, yeah. and they taste like fake grapes. Like if you've actually ever been to a vineyard and seen those grapes, like look at those. They're like they're far more spherical than oblong. So uh, yeah, these it's Kyoho. So you have you've ever had a Concord? I think people have it. Have had it. There's a tight, a, a slight bitter flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Like they're a little bit tannic, but the Kyohos, oh my, it tastes like. Grape concentrate instead of a grape. Yeah. Oh my! God. I mean, they're very bizarre. It's I've never had anything like it. It's yeah, they unreal. they're they're perfectly spherical, which perfect. you'll realize that not all grapes are not even close. And they yeah. look like when you Google a picture of grapes, like mm-hmm. that's like the stock image. Like this is a it's like a perfect grape purple. They're perfectly spherical, and they have like a matte finish to them where it exactly. looks like they're a little 
dusty like or shabby like a little chic. frosty mm-hmm. or a little shabby chic. Mm-hmm. And then you eat one and it just tastes like a man-made it's grape a flavor trip. times a billion. It's one of those things where you picture you like poke it with a, a sewing needle and all of a sudden it's going to squirt juice at you because it was like it was just trapped in there like, please open me and eat me. It's like, Is it fair to say a grape too good? at you. Say what now? For listeners at home, Andre just presented us with ramekins full of grapes. Also dusted. Grapes on the fly. On the fly. I'm eating a grape. I smell it. it smells like a refrigerator. I'm eating it. <laughs> it tastes now like... Mm. Are these cotton candy grapes? What they is, Andre? I mean, I'll, I would translate. Yeah. We're waiting. Dead air. On the bomb. Dead air. We're just nibbling mm. on the mic. Sorry, but guys. Usually my, my favorite stand at the Hollywood Farmer's Market on Sundays... They're damn good. It's a grape-off, people. We're in a grape-off. Is, uh, is the lettuce stand at Gonna the far north down. end of the Farmer's Market on the right side, which is the first stand I go to, which always has unbelievably amazing examples of artisan lettuce. Always a bib lettuce. That's how you know a guy's a keeper. <laughs> My favorite stand at the farmer's market is the lettuce stand. Well, they're, a bibsman. They're, the solid part of the stand is all their lettuce offerings, which are different <laughs> heirloom varieties of bib, romaine, uh, red leaf. I know leaf. what you're talking about. I've been it, there before. It is by far the best. Do you know the and name? It's the one I it's run to. Fire. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'm not no? sure the name of the farm. I don't think it's called Hot Fire. <laughs> it's the one I Hot Fire run to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they always usually have something different. Depending on the week, which always makes me very happy because it seems it's specific to what they're growing. So for the last five weeks, they've had sweet carrots, which have been unbelievable. Mixed color sweet carrots, purple. How big are we talking here? Orange. Small. Small carrots, mm-hmm. but really good. Petite and Instagrammable all really, laid out perfectly. Yes. Very photographable. Very, very photographical. <laughs> photographical. Um But I, the... To me, it it always makes me excited when a farm has something different each week. I've never seen it. For the last two months, I haven't seen grapes there. Mm. Bought the grapes on a whim. They're small green grapes on vine, and they're amazing. Yeah, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had shishito peppers for the last three weeks. They didn't this week, and they were the best I've bought at the farmer's market before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had broccolini for two weeks. It was gone, and it was absolutely insane. I, um, I wish you knew the name of the stand so you could give it yeah. a plug so our listeners, all of our I gave, thousands of listeners It's more of an Indiana Jones thing. I gave the location. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Now they have to find it. Oh. Call Sean Connery. He'll get you there. Because it is like, I get to the farmer's market at probably like eight. Maybe five till ten till. Because I don't like farmer's markets for people. I like it for food. <laughs> I get really annoyed when people... I go there for the ukulele pulling. Foods are made by I people. I get really annoyed when people have, you know, like... Children there's, there. There's child, oh, I didn't ah. want to say it, but yeah, the children <laughs> are the worst. Like, and when they stop with coffee in the middle of where you're walking, there's like, oh my god, Sharon, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is so crazy. Yeah, it's like, do you stop like, your car oh, in the middle of the god, freeway? Yeah, I mean, good god, I'm actually serious. Like, it drives me crazy. There's sidewalks on both sides of the farmers market. Just step just off. Just like, like take hey, a smoke break. You guys need to go to the farmers market drunk because it's yeah. a whole Again? different story. <laughs> Yeah. So. DT. But brought the grapes out because I was really excited that they had these. I haven't seen them with grapes probably ever. I think that's Mark uh, because we're in a drought. This can segue into uh, appropriate behavior at farmers markets. 
Oh. You want to be kind to your fellow farmer market shopper. Well, let's get into it's it. It's all you, dog. Let's get into it. I want to. Give it. I think if you if you have a cart, you need to recognize the fact that you have a cart. <laughs> like a cart we're talking like a either a pull cart, like or or like a like one of those laundry joints. Doesn't matter. If okay. you're not a person with bags, you need to recognize the fact that you don't have the right of way. You're ju- you're you have equal space in the farmers market and you don't get to bully your way through because you have a cart. If Much you have like a uh, large truck truck driving person versus a Prius, right? Just because your car is bigger than right. mine doesn't mean you get to do more things than I can. Respect. Uh, all, intrinsically, the farmers market uh, involves discovery. So as you're walking by each stand, you're kind of looking at what it has, but that doesn't completely uh, absolve you from being spatially aware of people around you as well. So you can't just be like, "Oh, what is? Where do I pay? What do I buy?" You, just, you like. You have to consciously be aware of other people shopping with you at the farmer's market. Be aware of the pros, bro. Um, this is getting dark real quick, isn't it? It's no, mostly it's the not, grapes. We're eating grapes. You're talking. That's the deal. No, no I'm I mean, just saying like... But how, how do you think this differs from Whole Foods or yeah. Trader Joe's etiquette? No, I'm, uh, this is my wish is for the... Is the farmer's f- market more of a Wild West scenario? No, this is my wish for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like this is something that... Is law or should be uh, will be implemented, and you say you see the f- same things in in grocery stores and Whole Foods for sure. Yeah, but it's like if we can all just pay it forward, just don't be an asshole at the farmers market with your seven friends stopping to chit chat. Be like, oh, you will kind of get out of the way, and and mm-hmm. that's, that's a late that's a late in the day conduct right there. That, that that's a nooner. I yeah, think maybe I uh, maybe the idea could be. Sort of do it like a music festival Ugh, kind of thing where you have designated areas for designated activities. Like if you want, if you want to watch, if you come here for the bands, you really care right. about this band, aka a vegetable. You're going to be standing there patiently awaiting it, watching the band, respecting it. And if you want to get drunk, you go to the beer garden where you have your wristband and you can go in there and hacky sack with your friends. Mm. But they do that. They do that, the, the, at least the Hollywood Farmer's Market, and a lot of them, where they have like the kids' area or like the, the balloons and mm-hmm. like the, usually like the, f- the prepared food areas Adjacent have to like that, a yeah. little spot for kids to kind of be cordoned off into. Mm-hmm. I just mean like... There's the guy playing bongos to keep your kid chill for a South 20 Pass minutes. one. That bongo guy is great. He's at Hollywood, too. Is he really? The, the guy... That, oh, he's, oh, yeah. He's, he's got good pitch. Best dude the, at the Hollywood Farmer's Market is a Japanese guy who bangs away on the six string. Mm. Just screaming like he's Yoko Ono. Yeah. And that guy's a jammer. Um, do, do you think it's fair to say you just have to give in and accept what's and, and accept how people are going to behave at the farmer's market because it's never going to change? Well, Maggie would just describe me as grumpy. Yeah, well, Here it's also is. early, fam. In the end. So you might be grumpy because it's early. No, no, no. I'm usually good. I just kind of like, uh, yeah. You Maggie are grumpy. would describe me as grumpy. Man, I'm not, not grumpy. You know, much but I like, feel like certain things you have to, um, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And, you know, hungover hipsters at the farmer's market fucking up your program. Dude. I think it's going to, it's never, it's only going to get worse. Throw, yeah. my, throw my hip check. But yeah. I think your method of showing up early is the way to go. Yeah. By far. I mean, what's funny it's the too only is way to go. we get there usually by eight and... If we're taking our time and leaving at nine, it's already like 
too yeah. annoying for me. Mm-hmm. Even nine o'clock. And but, you go every week? Yeah, usually. Okay. I would say it's the one short of <clears throat> South Pass is really good for prepared, water. for prepared foods. Atwater is, yeah, I think like Atwater is okay. Um, I mm. think the one that's a block from me on the same day on Sunday is totally worthless, which mm. is the one in Los Feliz on Vermont. Never even heard I mean, of it. It's, it's terrible. Just but short of the Santa Monica Farmer's Market, the Hollywood one really is worth the effort. Oh, those are the if you really, I mean, we'll buy food for the entire week. It's worth like, having it's a homeless phenomenal. guy pee on you yeah, those those are around the corner. Those are, those are for sure the best, too. South Pass is very much like, you could, that's like a date night. Yeah, it's, it's also super yeah, cozy. An evening, an evening farmer's market always has a different vibe. Yeah, it's more expensive, too, because it's in South Pass, you know. But uh, I think I slept on one back in the day. I would go to Echo Park on Fridays a lot. That's actually pretty decent. It's Park's not aesthetically not pleasing, but it's the, you can at least get that rotisserie chicken jump off. That stuff is tasty. I haven't been there the last couple times I've been, and they oh. also moved it out of the parking lot onto... Rotisserie guys at Hollywood. I'm glad I mentioned this because I typically work, so I haven't been to a yeah. farmer's market in a long no, time. No, Hollywood changed from the two parking lots into they put it on the street, and it's a little bit smaller and a little bit different. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So the Echo Park Speaking one. of Atwater Farmer's Market, I recently went to brunch at All Aqua. Hmm. The Italian restaurant that took over the Acapulco's, which is right next to it, highly recommended for a L.A. brunch. For a brunch. Oh, that's very rare. Which is very rare. Usually a, a good L.A. brunch comes around every two, three years. Yeah. And you have to enjoy it while you can until it either goes out of business or it gets overrun by people. What up, squirrel? <laughs> What well, also bless you, Jessica, and all of your. Foods. But this, uh, but but this can't place, go there there's too many people they there. have. You know, I, I I resisted going there for a long time just because I didn't think it would be that good, and then uh, Jonathan Gold reviewed it, and he didn't give a bad review, but it wasn't very glare. It was just kind of like a, mm, it's pretty good, but uh, I I think it's very. He reviewed the dinner. Probably. He reviewed the dinner. Oh. I've had two dinners there. Um, that really? have been. I would say mediocre. Really? But not bad. But like, I think way, it was like, it probably cost as much as Alimento mm. and nowhere near as good and a quarter mile away. Well, try it for the brunch. I would, I would go back for the brunch also because the space is nice. The space is nice. The brunch, you can easily walk up and get a table without having to wait, which is very rare nowadays in almost every city in America mm. or the world. Uh. Um, but they, I mean, and they have a lot of their dinner stuff for the brunch menu. And their best thing they have is their bucatini cacio pepe. Oh, really? It's Ooh. really, really good. Hundred percent delicious. Hmm. Um. So give that, give that a shot. And they have like very inventive cocktails as well. They have like a Bloody Mary that's served up, which I don't think I agree uh, no, with. No, but no, 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 a lot I'm of people were ordering it. it. But They've got stiff competition, hearts. which their hearts. some people consider the best brunch on the east side, if not most of L.A., Canale. Yes. Yeah, that's typically. Can- Canale which is, is great. Which is why you drive by and you, you go there on a, in. Yeah, you go there on a Saturday or Sunday, There's, it's an hour wait. Okay, do they do the thing to go? Just do a little Postmates and have that brought to you? 
I, I, I don't doubt know. it. I've never even yeah, imagined it. I doubt it. it. A lot of the dishes they make, too, are to order. So, like, they do one of their big things is a fried chicken sandwich for the brunch. Sure. Which is or is made, that brunch or lunch? Brunch. Hmm. They only do it at brunch. And they also do a baked lemon pancake, which if it's... That's sits, probably the best thing. I mean, it comes over. Ever. It comes out almost like a popover. It's over filling out of, like, a, 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 muffin, a muffin tin. Oh, and it's cool. fantastic. Yeah, that's super. But good. I mean, I'm assuming if you wait on that for three minutes, so, it's gonna it's gonna completely fold and is, disappear. Is the fried chicken not the same fried chicken sandwich that they do that Wild does? I don't know. Wild is the lunch service that they yeah. do. It's a different staff. It's not the same restaurant when they do it for lunch. I know Wild is <clears throat> a completely different staff. It is, Wild and they're kind of more known for their scratch pastas. But I could have sworn they were known for doing the fried chicken sandwich that was a pickled. Green tomato that's also fried on the sandwich, if I'm not mistaken. That no, that sounds like the same sandwich. So oh, maybe. Sure. I would look into it. May I think it might actually be available during the only the time lunch. I've been to Wild for lunch was when they they you Jason you forwarded me where they're doing a scratch boat noodle, a Thai boat noodle mm. that was really kind of elevated. It went it was okay. <laughs> it was sixteen bucks, <laughs> and it couldn't touch what I eat in Thai Town for. Five dollars. Yeah, sixteen dollars for a Thai town dish, and you're getting the you're not getting the lobster. You're getting the lobster tank. Well, it goes in the category of too. things you could that, buy Thailand for sixteen dollars. Well, it goes oh, in the category God. of things that we talked on. Sorry, Thailand. About like some things don't need to be elevated. Some things stay better simple. That's why night market is tight. Yeah, tight market. So good. And Pac lunch there a couple days ago. Still my favorite chicken fried chicken sandwich. Speaking of fried chicken of sandwich. Oh yeah, let's bring it back to the birthday. I have Thank well you. we'll bring it back to the birthday after ah, I shoot. we went over uh, I went over to Eddie Wong's house for a little BBQ a couple Boom. weeks ago. Fresh off the bow. Brought that one down. And and Chris from Night Market was there and he made fried rice for this barbecue. Oh, yeah, it looked really and, good. Uh, and I was telling him I invented a dish at Night Market when I was there the last time where you get, they have the pork jowl bacon mm. and they have the fried chicken sandwich. I got the fried chicken sandwich, took the chicken off and put the pork jowl bacon on instead of the fried chicken and made a BLT. Oh. <clears throat> and it became one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life. And I told him about it, and he said he will he will add it to the secret menu. Very what? Tight. Very, so very tight. JPS BLT, get him on the pod. Order it at Night Market. Sub fried chicken for pork jowl. That's amazing. That sounds great. Let's You're on it. the secret menu at Night Market. I don't know if anyone has ever ever ordered it because I'm the only person who's I forgot all about it until right now. <laughs> Nobody knows that it exists, but it does now. So it can. If you order it by the JPS BLT, they will definitely not know where you're talking about at all. JPS, by the way, is my brother. Those are my initials, his, Jason. Yeah, thank Paul you. Because even even I, for a minute, was like, what the hell is JPS? Like, oh yeah, that's that's you. So ask ask for the fried chicken sandwich, pork instead of chicken. Don't resist the urge to get the chicken sandwich with pork on top of it the chicken. TM. Don't do it too much. Pork only. You'll thank me later. Let me yeah. know how it goes. I, I mean, the the just the standard fried chicken sandwich at lunch is so unbelievable, but it's I mean, it's, it's really a good. tower. It it's is. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to smush it right down, don't you? And when you add the pork, it's more smushable. It's more mm-hmm. manageable. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of back to German, 
I went to a German restaurant, a new-ish German restaurant, or it's actually Austrian, um, called Beer Bissal Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Which is like, it's downtown L.A. I've never heard of this restaurant. It's this guy, this, this Austrian chef guy, and he had a restaurant in Beverly Hills that was like an elevated Austrian restaurant, which is... Not unlike German, it, it seems like a lot of it's, sausages and pretzels and breads and mustards. and. But there's some French um, influence because it's adjacent to France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with a little French influence. But it's, the the head chef well. the head chef is six foot seven, and he put out a little little notification saying, "If you're taller than me, you eat for free." And I saw that. And some people like tweeted me the link to the eater page, and they're like, "Yo, you're about to get a free meal." And I went there, and I got a free meal. Got him. You get if you're if you're over six seven, you get a free mug of beer. Got him. A free sausage and a free soft pretzel. Boom. And he will be a guest on the podcast. Because um, if you lose a fight to somebody, you become on the podcast. <laughs> you become a podcast guest, um, but yeah, I, I think we we had a little bro down, and I think I'm sure I think his name is Bernard. Um, I think he'll come and do the pod. He's a very cool guy. But I would recommend this place. They have like pretty good beer and wine selection, pretty affordable, and they have and you can just get like a big ass plate of cured meats, mm. mustards, cheeses, fresh baked breads, and they're sausages are super good and it's just like it's like a real like manly sloshing around eating carbs and drinking strong it's beers kind of like a day hang it's a, it's a good yeah, day. yeah. that's that a good nice. sunday meal i'm into that like just it's in the same complex post. as the guisados restaurant downtown oh cool so. see I've, I've actually had the good fortune to go to vienna but i was vegan at the time so I, all the places I went to in Street Europe, when I went to, well, I mean, it was delicious. I had everything was fine. All the countries I've been to in Europe, I've been meaning to go back again as a non-vegan person. So maybe I'll have a little dip my toes in, in uh, sure. Vienna, in downtown Los Angeles. Sure. I'm intrigued. All right, guys, let's talk poke. Fine. Poke is hot right now in these streets. Do, are we, do we have to talk about it? Rangers. There's a couple interesting, there's a couple things mm. about poke that, are, that have hit my radar. What's all right. I'm happy to talk about it. For well, listeners at home, I'm already, I'm already slightly annoyed by it. Uh, well, everyone's annoyed by it because <laughs> yeah. it's the hottest food trend. Right. It's just, it is what it is, but it's also, you know, people want to hear people talk about it. I just like to eat the thing. I don't for know better or for it worse. Is del- I, I, I love it. It's delicious. So like. I'm a fan of it. But yeah. I, I do think that it's gotten to a place that I really don't like, which is a Chipotle style kind of like, what do you want? You know, like where you're shifting down the line, oh, combo it. And I, I just, where you're, where where a high school student has a bowl of rice and they're asking you, "What do you want?" And you're going, "Let me get this scoop. Let me get this yeah. scoop." Sounds, and it's also taking a weird turn. I don't know why, but style-wise, definitely not Ohana Poke Company in Silver Lake. But with the other place I've been to in LA, in Koreatown, Burbank, and it's like it's got this like weird kind of like vibe where 
It was opened last night for ten thousand dollars. Opened last night, but like they've got iPhone chargers on the wall, and uh, there's a like it's kinda, a boba place. It feels like a boba. It's like boba been, spot. It's millennial vibes. It's not not a boba spot, but that's why I wanted to talk about the Ohana Poke place. It's nice in Silver Lake. It's, it's a, the one. It's the only one that I actually really like. It's the only one I actually really like too. And I went to the one downtown and hung out with the owner who used to do Black Hog. Yep. And now he that. now he turned Black Hog into the Ohana Poke place and the half Soprasada yep. sandwich oh, place. That's right. I haven't been in the one downtown. I've only been in the one in Silver Lake. And the Silver Lake location, I feel like it's a very exciting, interesting concept. He went from having this restaurant, Black Hog, which is like a smallish square restaurant with tables in a kitchen, like a pretty normal it was nice and they did cool stuff and people seemed to like it, but it was it was a you know, it was a standard square dining room table. I really like Black Hog. I like the and, food they made a lot. Yeah, and people more and, than most of the restaurants on the east side. Yeah. I thought that was one of the better people ones. People really liked that restaurant. I was bummed I missed it to be completely honest with you. But yeah. um but it 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 kind of started going downhill business wise a little bit. It wasn't doing so hot. And in conjunction at the same time that Hero wasn't doing so well downtown, which mm-hmm. he turned into Ohana Poke. He did an amazing flip where this this restaurant he just closed it and then, you know, a week later it was now two restaurants in one where he has he That's owns really he has the building, puts up a wall that separates the two, not completely. You can still walk in and out of both of them. So now he has two full, different, completely different lunch restaurants in a very lunch-friendly neighborhood selling completely different food, but they're all under the same window. One side is selling really good poke, not like the kind you were talking about before, but like you order it and it comes out in three minutes, already done up. It's no, there's no like annoying Chipotle-style ordering, and I think it's good quality. Really good quality. And then the, the better of all the places that I've tried. Yes. And it, and it comes out very fast. It should. The, uh, as it should. And then the sandwich place, same kind of vibe, you know, interesting sandwich menu. And you can order from either side. You can sit on either side. You can order beer and wine. That, and they have a good selection of beers. They have my new favorite uh-huh. summertime beer, the Hell or High Watermelon. Also on one of my favorites. 21st on Amendment. That's a, that's the poke of beers right now. <laughs> they have it at Silver Lake Wine in the cold case. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, you sure? I, I recommend that one. But I f- I feel like that idea of a restaurant is is pretty smart. And now I've been there a couple times in the last few weeks, and there's you know line to the door. Yeah. Well, um, I think he's the only one carrying the aesthetic of having multiple restaurants doing good food, whether they've been successful or not. You know, I don't know the, the financials of Black Hog. I know the, the restaurant was really good. Yeah. What he was putting out every night was really good. And when he started Soprasetta, it was because they only served dinner. Yes. So he wanted to do a lunch service that was like a pared down, 10 sandwich menu, very good, very simple, kind of in and out. Um, I don't know what happened with Hero, which he replaced with the first Ohana Poke Company with. Um, it was also a hard spot. It was next to Kohl's uh, oh, downtown, right. which is not friendly to hard get spot. to. I mean, um, even Black Hawk's kind of tricky for Not parking. even a local spot for downtown people because it's not that near lofts for the most part. Um, but I will say his aesthetic for food and for interior is 
the only poke place doing that. Mm-hmm. And you can taste it in his poke. And it's kind of, I, I, I make the, I draw the lines to sushi in Whole Foods to sushi in fine dining. He's not doing like poke to chipotle. He's doing poke for really good poke. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's much better. Mm-hmm. It's so much better than what you're getting at these new pop-up spots like Hawaiian Poke Palace or where you're just getting like a bunch of mayonnaise with, mm-hmm. mixed with sriracha and a little bit of, you know, scallion or sesame seeds or whatever. Yeah, it's it's really kind of like those things where my parents live in Hawaii. I've eaten poke for a long time and it's a really great dish and you just see it turned into a really sad example of mayonnaise and and bastardized yeah and it doesn't have to be that way uh he's also not charging that much more no it's like a dollar two more or even on par with what these other places are charging which is is how much for their listeners it's like 13 dollars for a bowl well i think like the small bowl is like nine and the large bowl is like 13 yeah and you're pretty satiated off a nine dollar jump off yeah I am, especially in the summer. Yeah, it's really hot out here. But I, I just like the, I just like the underdog story of a guy who had a couple of restaurants that were doing well, and they started tanking like a lot. I mean, not tanking, but you know, they weren't. They were obviously not doing well enough to stay in business. And you know, ninety nine percent of those people are just like, oh fuck, I guess my business is over, and I'm just gonna. Move on to the next thing. And he just pivoted and was like, boom, boom, I'm going to switch it up. And at first I was like, oh, great. Of course, he switched it to a poke restaurant. And now it's just going to be another dumb poke restaurant. And then I went in and then, boom, he, he's, he pulled it off. Yeah. He pulled off the rare feat of switching up your restaurant last minute and having it actually be tight. Well, he, he, it's interesting, too, to me that I've seen every time I've – well, I've only been there twice. But – the poke spot is very busy. Black Hog was usually busy, but you could usually get a table. There wasn't any huge wait. But pivoting towards a maybe a, something that makes more sense financially that's more on the cusp of what's popular, he's also risking a lot because there's a lot of turnover in the food. Mm-hmm. There's a, like You need that fish fresh. So sure. It's usually every day he needs to know what he's making, how much he's going to serve. Mm-hmm. And there's less leeway in Black Hog when he was doing some pork, a lot of pork-heavy dishes, pork belly, a lot of braising, which can you know last a day or two without noticing yeah. anything. That's but different. also costs a lot of money to cook the foods. For sure. Labor, and sure. And that's, and that's the difference. It's a lot of – he's doing a lot of fresh-heavy as opposed to prep-heavy and yeah, I, I mean, at the, the poke f- place, you don't you an, uh, an oven never gets turned on. But also, the interesting thing is the difference. I I feel like on the east side, as opposed to downtown, the east side dining is a different crowd. There's a, there's not that many people traveling to the east side as far as eating heavy, wanting to eat heavy dishes. You're mm-hmm. not going to... We're coming post-yoga. Right. So Forage you're not, vibes. As opposed to downtown where you're doing church and state, you know, right. you're doing really heavy dishes. Like, he's getting the vibe of his neighborhood on the east side. Mm-hmm. That's why. And realizing, like, maybe, even though the food's really good, which I always thought it was, um, not the right it's fit. being a little bit more 
neighborhood friendly as yes. far as what he's serving. He's reading the energy of yeah. his area. And I've seen, I've been in Soprasetta getting sandwiches and seen somebody get, pick up an order of 40 sandwiches, which is wow. obviously somebody getting something for a production office or yeah. a little thing, like, mm. you know, something going on. Like, also, that's very friendly for, you know, I don't know how he's doing to go orders, but what. Production. He's about to do gangbusters for what poke. What Los Angeles orders. production office is not getting like, who wants to do Ohana poke for lunch? Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. like 30 orders of poke get picked up. And he's, yeah. that, that's as easy as serving somebody in the restaurant. It's like out the door. Mm-hmm. It's the same bowl you're getting served in anyways. I think it's really smart. But it's not sacrificing any of the quality and the aesthetic that he was doing at Black Hog either. Well, we'll get him on the show. I hope so. He's a bro. He's a fan. He, he likes what's food. going on, so we'll get him on the show, and we'll we're yeah. going to talk about his his uh, food food cost margins margins compared from <laughs> yeah, from poke to black. He doesn't hog. need to. <laughs> I'm speculating, but it, it makes sense. The public wants to know. Well, speaking of other poke items, one real quick note: Gelson's, the supermarket, has pretty damn good poke. I don't believe you, but I haven't tried it, so I totally believe you. But it's it's it couldn't be more traditional, standard, yeah. regular ass poke. Mm. But it it's fully solid. You can order it by the pound. You can get a little deli cup of it to go. That sounds great. San, uh, when when my girlfriend and I went on our little road trip to Joshua Tree, we got a little deli cup of it. It was like seven or eight bucks. Grab a pair of chopsticks and you can just eat poke in the car on the way to Joshua Tree. It's a good vibe. And it was and we we're like, wow, this is actually really good poke. And get she, a half health club. Side Santa Barbara salad, yes, and then a little cup of poke mm-hmm. on the road. Delson's heads know what's going on. Also, Action Bronson on Munchies, oh, he, I saw that. he made yeah. a golden beet poke that actually looked pretty interesting as well. Good. He just he just used cooked beets and cut cut the beets into squares, the same size square that you would use the tuna in, and added all the same. Sauces and accoutrements for a, a vegan option. That makes sense. Because and it looked it looked dope. Sounds it, good. Sounds the, like a beet salad. The texture of the <laughs> sounds like a really good. It's beet a beet salad, salad, but there's there's there are unique flavors to a poke yeah, that aren't in a classic beet salad. And the golden beet versus a like what? There's like a regular sesame beet. seed or sesame oil. Sure, you'd be sesame shoyu. oil. It'd be red onion, soy sauce. And that's and sesame seed on top, sesame yeah. oil along with that. Yeah, those yeah. are things that are not found in a beet salad a no, usually. Right. Do a, like a blanch or yeah. I don't know how the beets is. Cooked. I bet you could sous vide the beets, the golden beets, and it would get really tender. You need them soft. We would sous vide them soft. At Maximiliano, we would sous vide them really nicely, and it was excellent with just with feta. Oh yeah. I just saw a I nice sous vide recipe them. where they're saying. Whole ears of corn sous vide is is by far the superior cooking method to boiling, steaming, or grilling. That's amazing. And what your when you is, when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes yeah. total sense. So you get the you get the full it, ears that's, of that's pulling out grilling, right? Or no, oh, no, more so boiling. It's I'm more saying, no, no, no. Sure. It's it's superior to all methods, including grilling. including grilled, including sorry, grilled. Wood, including wood fire grilled. There's a dif- yep. so different. Those are two. Different but that's, that's the same profiles. thing as saying uh, a poached salmon is not as good as a wood plank salmon. Obviously, right. they're both enjoyable in their own or in their yeah, own right. It's different. It's different. Sure, definitely. but but having never had. 
uh, a sous vide corn, I, I can't speak to it, but the idea of a perfectly grilled cob sweet corn, like, oh my god, that might be one of the best things. But when grow. you but when you grill something, you you lose, you gain things, and you lose things. That's just, but that's depends. It's on just a matter of what you are willing to gain and lose. Right. And with the sous vide corn on the cob, you put them in with in your Ziploc bag or your your sealed airtight bag. You're gonna want to do a seal airtight bag. And you you can incorporate butter. Butter. Spike. You can incorporate spike. Salt and pepper. Brother brew brews. You can incorporate fresh herbs. Right. Cilantros sure. are are very good at it. And you're cooking this and when you when you have grilled corn or you have any type of corn on the cob, you're kind of you're putting on butter after the fact. And it, or you're putting on oil and it's when you're sous viding it, it allows those butters and those herbs to sink in between every little nook and cranny. So yeah. each and every single corn cob is perfectly flavored and butterized. And then if you do it at the right temperature and the right time, you attain the perfect amount of juiciness and flavor. And you're going to lose your grill marks and your smoky wood charred flavor, but you're gaining like perfect, like caviar corn jewels yep. where the juiciness mm. is could not be higher the flavor could not be higher but is the combination the is the magical combination the same thing as sous vide a steak where you you never serve a sous vide steak out of the packet Eef. right so you sear it so you caramelize the top of the steak mm-hmm. a good sear in the same way that maybe the perfect corn on the cob is sous vide and then grilled very possible but it makes it totally makes sense in the, as far as the steaming or the boiling goes. But when you're grilling, you're not adding any moisture, and you're controlling those kernels into a way that's cooking the the moisture out of it and condensing the sugar that's naturally in those kernels, which is going to make it that much more flavorful and adding to the texture without adding any moisture. Which is why grilling is so good but also if you overgrill corn it also tastes dry and disgusting so mm-hmm. you have to be able to do it well but also some if you're if you're really looking for the most pure corn flavor you Absolutely. can get yes. some of the, the some of the best pure corn flavor i've had is simply steamed where it's there's no grilling like or even even microwaved like steam pack frozen corn if you get a good brand that's meant to be like steam in the bag microwave corn that corn flavor is more impressive and intense than getting like a whole foods corn on the cob and grilling it and covering it with well, all yeah. the all the stuff like the whole food yeah. it's but when or, you and, t- or and or any farmers market ear of corn because if it's picked at the right time and cooked delicately, you know, sometimes you might get a better flavor. It might not be a better and more enjoyable eating experience, but at the end of the day, it could be a better flavor. But also taking the kernel off the cob to begin with and turning that into something like when you just shave the kernels off and put them in butter and reduce them slowly, not under high heat. That creates that same kind of really intense corn flavor, too. Mm-hmm. And they get a risotto. I also learned that people brine corn in the cob before they grill it. Huh. What? I can see that. That makes sense. I've never heard I of that. I can see that. Hmm? Well, it's good with the... Uh, mm-hmm. If sous vide... So the, a big benefit for sous vide is that you have a lower temp, so versus steaming and 
and boiling, right. you're you're killing a lot of enzymes. So that's a big benefit as well. With no, it I, it makes complete here, you know, sense. But no, so these are all stay interesting here, sounding experiments that I like to experiment here, with. Well, you could just do your uh, get a good recipe for sous vide, and you get your temperature and your time right, and then you just knock it down a little bit, and then you can do a little combo and throw it on the grill for a little bit and see which one is better. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Or, or I think I think the idea of of the sous vide and then quote unquote seared like a steak so- could all. be the best option, but then you know you're gonna are you gonna have to be doing a super high you know sp- screaming hot cast iron as like you would a steak? How would you do that? Because you, you're trying are you still trying to reduce the amount of searing time? Yeah, to well, the also, lowest as possible. It depends on the other thing too is that it depends on the dish. You don't want to smoke flavor in every dish. You don't want a grilled flavor in every dish. And mm-hmm. corn has so much sugar and so much flavor and so much mouthfeel, and it's it's such an amazing, versatile vegetable to begin with that, you know, in a risotto, if you don't want it charred, and if if the undernotes and the sugars from the corn are what's a base in the risotto or a base in the pasta or anything else that you're making, it depends that, you know, maybe you don't want that char, you want that sugar, and I would assume that sous-vide would really do a good job of bringing out those sugars without losing any moisture, without adding anything, unless there's a little bit of, you know, notes, if you're adding rosemary or mm-hmm. thyme or whatever you're doing in the sous-vide, and that's a, I'm a little predisposed to loving grilled corn. But it makes a lot of sense to get that kind of sugar without adding any extra water and adding that to a dish yep. makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going to experiment and figure it out. Yeah, we've, been that, s- we've been slacking on the uh, the sous vide experimenting and know, recording on this podcast, I've, considering I've got, you've got the tools and the utensils. I've got multiple ideas in the queue ready to go. I just haven't had time to do it, but the corn is one of them that I want to do. Um, but now I'm going to go eat dinner at Trois Mecs tonight for my girlfriend's birthday. I've never eaten there before. No, no, no. Me neither. It's, it's the famous I've restaurant. I've done Petit Trois. It's really Petit. good. <laughs> Petit Trois. Um, so the next next week's episode, I'll give a full report. Our friend Doug is the chef de cuisine, so mm-hmm. I won't be mean to him. No. I'm not friends with Ludo, though, so I, I maybe I will be mean. Crosshairs, Ludo. <laughs> but I'm sure, <laughs> no you know, comment. hopefully I'll be able to sit at the chef's table where... Our friend Doug will be overseeing every last morsel to make sure that uh, every, uh, it's going to be special. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I think they sort out everybody that walks in that door. I think you're going to be fine. I'm sure everyone is sorted. Yeah. But I feel like I'll get a little, just a little extra oh, sort. Wow. You might get a couple extra I mean, if, they, if you show up and they say, like, we don't see your reservation on the mi- <laughs> you'll know that you've been sorted. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for a lovely podcast. Sorry about the wait, but we will be back on track and back on schedule and normal and all that stuff with mm. some cool guests. Just had a, a rough patch where I was traveling a bunch and could not could not get the pod going but we will be back on normal schedule you can go to the stewpodcast.com for all of the episodes please if you like this show we are a free pod with no ads and no money so just tell a friend if you if they're into food like us on itunes subscribe give us a good rating and review yeti coolers Yeti Coolers, we're still fucking with you. Come yeah, holler at me. Heavy, Shout out to all heavy. of our moms who listen to this show. Jill Conaparo. 
Yes, Jill, Karen, everyone out there. And you can follow me on social media at them jeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu Stewart, Instagram, Stewie Stewart, Twitter. I might have it backwards, but you know, it's just a fun part. Andre Conaparo has no social media whatsoever. I do not. <laughs> and that's the way we likes it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.